my strategy was that how can I add value to these builders, help them be more successful. I always want to be in control of my future. I didn't come all the way from India to US just to get a job and pay my bills. Our generation mindset is about taking nothing for granted, waking up every day and striving for excellence. I'm your host, Jessica Nieto, and today you're in for some actionable steps to success. We uncover the most fascinating stories of entrepreneurship and innovation. We're thrilled to have Canal Seth with us, a powerhouse in the real estate world, an amazing friend, author, and a leader and cultivator of successful entrepreneurs across the nation. We're going to go beyond the success story, the surface level chit chat about entrepreneurial journeys. We're going to uncover the layers and reveal the kind of secrets that top entrepreneurs rarely share. I want you to experience real impact through these conversations and stories and inspire you to commit to the action required to achieve your dreams. Welcome, Canal. Thank you for being a guest today. Excited to be here, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's funny right now is that like you have that poster entrepreneur, which was what we're going to focus on today is in this podcast, we want to reveal things about the true journey of entrepreneurship, the highs, the lows, the fun parts, the interesting parts that many people don't get to see until they're on their own journey. And, but you've got the poster entrepreneur right behind you and such a humble little shot or frame of what is a, a massive from ground up from the dust to, to fruition of this amazing building that you've constructed over the year. Tell us a little bit about, uh, Canel, where you are now. We're going to talk about your journey, but where are you sitting now in this building where you are right now. So this is a three-story project we built in Houston Market, right off a major freeway. On the first floor, we have an indoor-outdoor event space, which is about 7,000 square feet. We can have people coming for networking events, social events, even a training event. On the second floor, we have a co-working space, about 7,000 square feet space. And we signed a franchise agreement with Success Space. That's a brand for co-working. And then the top of the third floor, I have another 9,000 square feet space, Jessica, which is currently under construction where I'm making an indoor event center, conference center, training center. Mm -hmm. So my vision through this asset that I have over here, it's called the SETH, S-E-T-H. I have it branded right off the major freeway, which stands for Successful Entrepreneurs Transferred here, S-E-T-H. Mm -hmm. My vision is I'm going to provide this platform, this location, as a tool, as an enabler to help other entrepreneurs be more successful by providing oh, really? coaching, training, mentorship, environment for success, and bring them all together. So amazing to see your vision come into this like tangible object, object that you can see. I want to share one though. I've seen some of your parties. I haven't personally been able to make it out yet, which thank you for the invitation for the launch. I wasn't able to make it to Houston this time, but you just recently had your launch. And I vicariously lived through social media to see the type of parties that you guys throw. So when you say celebration or events, someone that doesn't know Canal and the Seth family might think, oh, okay, neat. They have an event space. You guys throw outlandish parties. And what I love is what I see is that the energy is very much like family that really loves and supports each other. And I know you're not all related, right? Everyone in your office. But you have a big office. One thing that I love to share about you 
is that within your team, just your real estate team outside of um, all the other entrepreneurs in the building that you've constructed, but within your own team, you speak something like 18 languages. Is that right? So we have a team of 42 team members. Of these 42, we have 30, 35 realtors. There's seven to nine operational administrative staff. And as a team of realtors, as a combined group, we've been to 78 different countries, right? Wow. And I'm, when I say view country, I'm not, I'm not talking about just in transit, being visited or potentially lived there. And as a team, we do speak 18 plus languages. And this is where Houston is a melting pot of different cultures. Mm. So different cultural values, language skills comes handy when you're working with clients who work from out of state, out of country, and they want to make Houston their home. I love that. I love Houston. And it is, I believe, the number one, one of the most diverse cities, no doubt. So one, one of the things that I first learned about you when we interacted through one EXP at EXP Realty is that you were teaching a class about how to decode and win cultural buyers. And I've, I've noticed over the years that you've also provided that training to home builders, other businesses, really teaching people. I love to say the more you know, the more you can create, the more success, the more opportunity, the more impact you can make. So tell us a little bit about that course and maybe a story behind um, how it got started and what your mission was. Sure. The training is called How to Code and Win Indian Clients. And India is the most populous country in the world today, 1.4 billion people. And they are the highest immigrant population in America in terms of the household income, medium household income of an Indian household is over $100,000. A typical American household is about $65,000, almost mm. double. So they have good income, they have good credit profile, and they have a desire to be a homeowner. But when you work with buyers from different countries, different cultures, there's a big difference in their communication style, the negotiation style, how they buy homes, their buying habits. It's extremely different than what you would experience working with someone who was born and raised in America. The story is, mm -hmm. years back when I was new in the business, I came to U.S. 20 years back, went to grad school, got my master's, worked for a consulting company, Deloitte. That's what brought me to Houston in 2003. And then I worked for an oil and gas company. But over a decade being in corporate America, Jessica, I was a slave of somebody else's mm -hmm. success and growth. So I'll tell you the mm -hmm. reason why I left America, but to answer your question about cultural training, 2014 left corporate America and got into real estate. My ask at that time was to get more financial success, get more success as a realtor. So everyone mm -hmm. around us is clear about what they want, which is the ask. But the way they go about fulfilling the ask is not always effective. So what I did, Jessica, was I case studied all the top builders, developers, realtors, and brokerages in Houston market. And they had one thing in common. Most of these realtors, brokers, had a preferred status with builders, which means a buyer goes into a sales office. They want to buy a home. They have a home to sell. They're not working with the realtor. They would refer the preferred partner. So as a brand new agent, 24, I said, I want a piece of that action. I want to get some referrals. <laughs> Builders, that was my ask. But being a brand new realtor, they were not just going to make me a preferred realtor mm. beyond the list. So my strategy was that how can I add value to these builders, help them be more successful? If I add adequate value to them, my ask would get fulfilled. I started selling a lot of the new construction homes. When I would sell a new construction, I would go with the buyers. 
Philip Design Studio, hold the hands with the construction process, attend all those meetings. So I essentially became an extension of the sales team. Then about uh, six months into the business, I bumped into the leadership team of all the builders in the Houston market. And he said, you sold a few homes from India. What's the secret? And I gave him, I had about 60 seconds to a minute. And I had mm. to share with him some insights about buyers from India, which I was an expert about. I said, here's what I know about that. I said, oh, wow. Seemed to know a whole lot. Can you train my team? I said, absolutely, yes. Two weeks later, <laughs> I was in a conference instant with a room full of about 150 people. That was in 2014. Wow. Since 2014, Jessica, I've traveled nationwide. I'm looking at my list. I have on my list the next few months. I have Lennar Homes, Toll Brothers, Taylor Morrison Home, Highland Home. These builders have lined up wanted me to travel to Denver, Atlanta, San Antonio, Austin to go and train them. So I travel nationwide, mm. train these builders with this strategy to help them be more successful, yes. which is where I'm adding value to them. So when I add value to them, right. Jessica, that's when whatever my ask may be, a referral from the builder, list the homes for sale, or get a bonus on a transaction, those asks mm. get fulfilled easily. And at the same time, you're actually impacting the entire community of buyers because you're helping transform that experience that they're having with the builder, the level of service that they're receiving, and just understanding, right? That's the best part about learning about different cultures is that you can serve people better because uh, we're not all the same. We don't all have the, li the same lived experience. I'm so glad that you're doing that work, Canal. Tell me, for the brand new agent, there were some nuggets there, which is the number one, which is leading with value, right? Rather than calling and feeling like you're putting your hand out for an opportunity, it's asking those questions and being prepared to articulate what it is that and what your value is to people. You were on the spot, right? He's like, bam, Canal, what do you know? And you were bam, right? You were ready. So be ready. Tell us more about some pivotal moments. You shared that there, there was a time where you decided that you didn't want to work for corporate America anymore. Can you go back to a moment or a specific time in your life where you had that switch and you were curious about being an entrepreneur? Absolutely. It's crystal clear in front of my eyes. Like I said, happy to share that with you, Jessica. So coming to America when I was 20, 21 years old, came on a student visa. And when you are U.S., there's different levels of visas and status you have to go through. So first was student visa. Then I had to find somebody to give me a job and sponsor to my work permit, which is H-1B, then came my green card, then came my citizenship. So when you're in a, in a work permit, you can't just hop jobs, you cannot just move around. So for over a decade, I had to pay my dues to be in corporate America. And the companies I worked for are world-renowned, top consulting company, top oil and gas company. Mm -hmm. And I was working, paying my dues for these companies. But at the back of my head, I always want to be in control of my future. I didn't come all the way from India to U.S. just to mm -hmm. get a job and pay my bills. So in 2013, Jessica, the last two years in corporate America, I had a rotational job. I would travel all over the world, go to these offshore oil rigs and do operation safety audits. And I would come back to Houston and get one month off. So I had an on-off schedule. The kind of way I'm by, Jessica, I could just sit around and hope then do a lot of nothing. So what I did was starting this real estate, part-time. So in 2013, so when I was in Houston, real estate, part-time when I was offshore, doing oil and gas work. And that year in March 2013, I told my hiring manager at my previous job, at that time, my base salary, Jessica, was about $93,000 and change. Now, being immigrant, coming to America, 
you have come a certain vision in life to be successful. To us, when you come new, you want to get a base salary, a base check of $100,000. It's symbolic. Don't have hiding margin based on my performance, based on my pay grade. I would like to request when you promote me or give me pay raise end of the year, 2013, I would like to get $100,000. And that September, I got a letter from HR. I got my damn pay raise, Jessica. Dollars to $99,987. short of $100,000. That was a snap moment. I was already working. It felt almost intentional, right? You're like, really? I looked at that for a microsecond. I was unhappy or frustrated or not happy about it. But the next microsecond, I say, you know what? I'm glad they did that. This is the reason why I'm going to leave America. But of course, one is making the decision, but I was the only provider for my household. My wife was at home. We were expecting a first baby. Come home, I tell my wife, I want to quit corporate America and become a realtor. Come from in India, we made risk averse education, getting a steady income job. That's how we are wired to be successful. So saying that she's a children, that's what she want to do. Go ahead, do that. Uh, I put my two week notice. And I've been with my previous going four years and seven months. Four more months, I would have been five years, got pension for life, got benefit. Once I was done, and I said to myself, in those six, seven months, Jessica, I had earned about $60,000 in commission as a part-time realtor. I said, if I can earn wow. $60,000, the part-time realtor, I believe I can break the barrier of $100,000 as a full-time realtor. So quit corporate America. Coincidentally, my sister's husband, Sonnet, he's a realtor for 20 plus years, was in Boston, and then he was in Houston. His last name is also S-E-P-H. I love this story. <laughs> so when together, in 2014, we said, let's call a team, the Seth Brothers team, instead of, of the course. Seth Brother-in-laws. That's how the team was born. But being a brand new realtor, it's extremely competitive in Houston. We have 40 to 50,000 realtors. Now being new, I could chase the deal. I could go on the MLS, find homes and list them for sale. Mm-hmm. When I was brand new, my vision was to create a strategy for growth that I could duplicate and share with other people in my team. So agents who are brand new, they are lazy because mm-hmm. they go MLS, find a home, presented to the client, but every market you go, no matter what part of America you live in, every neighborhood, every community has some opportunity to build new homes. Mm-hmm. But to know what structural Jessica, you have to know the developer, you have to know the builder, you have to know all the floor plans. So as I was getting business in Houston, I would grind every day. Either I was at my brokerage office or I was walking through homes, learning the product plans. Every weekend I would do open houses, I would put up 50 to 80 open house signs. These were not your genetic sign, but big branded mm-hmm. sign with my OPPO brand on it. And even though I had no listings, I would beg other realtors to give me an opportunity to do an open house. Mm-hmm. Strategically, I would do that in a neighborhood or, or an area where there were a lot of builders and new construction going on. So when buyers would come in to an open house, I would pour mm-hmm. every sales office in the neighborhood. And I would say, hey, I have the bars over here, I have the bars over here. And when I would walk in, I would say, their needs are this. That's the whole floor plan that's going to work for them. So I almost became an extension of the sales team. And I said, wow, this guy knows a lot. And that's why that kept duplicating. So for the new agents, shortcut, short-term goals can easily be accomplished. But when you sell new construction home, 
You're not just building a home earning commission, but you're building leverage with the builder or with the builder's person. If you sell 10 homes with a builder, you are on the list when they have an opportunity to give a lead, they would give it to you. So again, it's very strategic what we did. And every year since 2020, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2020, every year, my team sells over $100 million in sales volume. Every year, my team sells over 300 homes in the Houston market. Now, this is not just by fluke. It's a system I've built within the last nine and 10 years that can be duplicated. I can step away, run my building, run the event center because I have a system process in place to train agents to be more productive. I love that, Canal. And the, the interesting thing is that doing open houses, putting up 50 signs instead of five signs or two signs, showing up. Also, the way that you lead with value with the builders, knowing your inventory, being curious, knowing the inventory, walking into that sales office consistently, introducing them to the product. Those were things you didn't do it halfway, right? So tell us a little bit about as an entrepreneur, how if you're going to show up, you really need to develop the process in which you're doing it and you need to do it 10x what the next person is doing. How, how is that? So I Tell, I have a simple yeah, philosophy, Jessica, when, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a podcaster or you're an entrepreneur, no matter what you do, most people have goals in life, goal to make so much money, have some kind of a home, have certain kind of a car. Very few people are vision driven. Elon Musk is a visionary. You know what he's doing? He'll accomplish one goal and he'll go to the next big thing and then the next big thing. He will never sit with a complacency mindset. So I have a philosophy, which I call the first generation mindset. First generation mindset is about taking nothing for granted, waking up every day and striving for excellence. What's given to you, that's history and past. So most people, as they go down generation, Jessica, they get complacent, they get lazy. So for example, coming to America for me 20 years back was a blessing. I was just not gonna sit around and, and not do anything about it. But people who were born and raised in America the American citizenship or U.S. passport is taken for mm -hmm. granted. When they don't have a job, well, they can rely on the food stamps or unemployment benefits. When I was in college, if I did not get a job, I would have got shipped back to India. And I was not going to let that happen. I had to work hard, do hard jobs, earn money and get good grades and get someone to give me a job and give me employment. So this first generation mindset applies right. to anyone, everyone. If you're a single mom, if you're someone who was the first one to go to college, when you are the first one to do something in your life, it's extremely challenging. But as you go down generation, it becomes easier. Oh, mama did it. Father did it. Grandfather did it. So yeah, it must be easy. And that's what first generation mindset is all about. And in this framework, Jessica, it's a three-step process. It's vision, value, ask. Vision, value, ask. Vision. My vision is to leave a legacy of impact. That's my vision. Your vision could be something different. Value, what value of adding to you, to my clients, to my customers, to the market. And the last is the ask. So when I'm working with a client or I'm prospecting someone or networking event, I add value to my clients, customers or to the market value, but they do know I'm a licensed realtor. They do know I have an event center. They are aware that I have a co-working space. But if I add value to them on an ongoing mm -hmm. basis, my ask will get fulfilled. In fact, about a month back, I wrote my first book. That's a first oh, generation mindset. Congrats. Thank you. It's on Amazon. Awesome. And 
And the book cover looks like a passport. It has these stamps, which are different milestones in my life, coming to America, leaving mm -hmm. corporate America, into real estate. So it's the mindset that makes me successful. And with the environment that I was in, working in corporate America, they would tell me when I got my pay raise. They would tell me when I got my promotion. They told me if I had a job or not. Now coming to America, I can't allow anything or anyone to stand between me and my financial goal. So being an entrepreneur, it was going to happen. It just took me some time. So those are, those are people who are sitting on the fence. They want to have a job, but they want financial freedom. There's no plan B. There's no plan C. You have to take the jump, take the dive, and be an entrepreneur. I love that, Canal. It's so fun to just be in your presence. You said something to me about a year ago. I had the opportunity to speak on stage and, and afterwards, I think maybe later in the evening, you had we had interacted and you said, Jessica, it's so amazing that you had that opportunity to be the first woman on the stage for the event for because that was for other women. And I've experienced being around you and your family. We were at the, what is it, the Orlando Studios Park. And I've experienced just you as a human being. And I think that's one of the things we have to remember when we see other people so successful that they are a human being. They have a family. They have values of their own. And you have to get to know people. Like you said, one of the best ways is to learn about people. What is the value that I can give that will help me connect with them and build a lasting, long, authentic relationship? And so it's been cool getting to know you over the years. And because I know you a little, I don't know all your secrets, Canal, but because this is the Revealed Podcast, I wanted you to share something that you're working on right now or that you're planning to solve this year where maybe you're not stuck, but you're looking for that next connection or something to happen in your world to solve a problem or a project that you're working on. What do you got going on behind the scenes? Sure. So I always have something going on, right? <laughs> at, right. at this stage, through my asset, through my building, I want to create platform and opportunities for small business owners to come in and get trained, coached, and mentored. So I'm working toward this. I haven't figured out the name of the program, but it's something like a shark tank. I have access mm. to financially successful people who want to invest money in different businesses. I have access to my local county, my councilmen, I have access to small business owners. These small business owners, they need the mentorship, they need the coaching, but they also need the financial support. So my vision is that on a monthly basis, I want to have an event in my building where I'm bringing a pool of investors. Then there is these pool of small business owners and just like short tack, mm. when present, when they present, they, they are sharing the business model. Now, if there's a business model that allows a mutual success opportunity for that business owner and the person on the panel who's an investor, then now they're together. So while I have access to business owners and have access to investors, what I want to provide is a platform for local business owners to seek support and opportunity. Again, it's again, it's an early phase of strategizing, putting it together. But if I do it on a regular basis, what am I doing, Jessica? Adding value. Adding yes, value you're adding value. value. So where adding. do people find you, Canal, if they want to learn more about what's going on at the yeah. set? in Houston and they want to get to know where they want to buy, sell real estate in Houston with your amazing dynamic team. Where does everyone find you online and where do we find your book? So my book is on Amazon. It's the first generation mind. It's on Amazon. I'm extremely active on Facebook. That's one platform I use the most. I'm working on 
starting my YouTube channel. It's in the works. I've had marketing games working with me. But if you ask me today, December 2023, the best way to reach me is on Facebook. I'm very active over there, a marketing team that helps me be more successful there. Awesome. So I will put your Facebook handle here across the screen when I publish this. And Canel, you're the second guest on my new podcast. It was my goal to launch it before the end of the year. So I thought I got to call some amazing entrepreneurs I know, and you were at the top of the list. So I thank you for your friendship and for your professionalism in the industry and the way that you're impacting people and actually literally transforming lives and turning people into entrepreneurs, connecting them with those resources. So good luck with 2024. And if you want to reach out to Canal and connect with him and help him grow his platform to help others, reach out to Canal. Thanks, Canal. Happy holidays, my dear friend. You too. Thank you. As we close out today's episode of the Reveal podcast, I leave you with the words of Ralph Nader. The function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. So remember, every story we share, every insight we gain brings us closer to understanding the vast and vibrant world of entrepreneurship. So don't miss out on our journey of collective growth and discovery. Hit that button below, subscribe now, and let's continue to find strength and inspiration in our shared experiences. I'm Jessica Nieto, and I can't wait to explore more empowering stories with you in our next episode. Stay inspired and connected.